0: Talk Back Matters, from the Salvos. No not why there's no sun up in the sky. Stormy weather.
1: While well, storms are just a part of life. In antiquity, we have writings by Saul, who was born in Tarsus in south-central Turkey around 5 BC to 5 AD, a man who was steeped in Orthodox Pharisaic Judaism, who was causing one big storm around 33 AD. He was violently trying to destroy the newly forming Christian church. And in his writings, it talks about how he had an encounter with Jesus, which brought him to an abrupt dead end, turned Saul's life completely around. Author and counselor Cherie Hill shares insights from her book, Beginning at the End, for those of us who've come to a dead end in our life.
0: Sometimes it takes coming to the end to understand what God intended from the very beginning. You know, you can look at the Apostle Paul, you know, and look at how he just, you know, went about murdering Christians and, you know, but yet (laughs) it was God bringing him to his knees, causing him to be blind, where he had no other option, really, than to understand that God was real. And that, I mean, when we look at his story, look how God transformed him we see a man that was brought to the end of himself and his encounter with god happened at that moment yes i think it's something to to really hold on to i think it's an example to really look at um as to how god can can bring us to the end put us in a very desperate place but yet transform it into something miraculous and beautiful that has obviously changed the course of history So um, we have to keep that in mind for our own lives, that sometimes whenever we face situations where it seems that it's the end, that we, you know, grab hold of God's promises and His truth that, you know, look, He created everything from dust. (laughs) So He can do anything, and He can take our ashes, the ashes of our life, the failures and all the things that have come crashing down on us. He can take all those pieces and he can make it into something more beautiful than we can ever imagine.
1: Yeah. And I think of the story of Job, which is quite different because he was actually very faithful,
0: in fact. Right. So there we have, you're exactly right, there we have a completely different situation. And I think it's very important that, you know, that people realize that um, this is going to happen and we can be obeying God and we can be walking in his will completely. But if we look at that whole situation with Job, and we look at all he lost, and we look at all the pain and suffering, that at the end, we find that God blessed him twice as much in the second half of his life as he did in the beginning. Yeah. So we have to, again, there are things that, you know, the Bible is so revealing, not so that we can just read stories out of a a history book. These are stories and miraculous teachings that will help us in our lives right now. It gives us perspective and profound understanding so that we can walk out safe in our own lives.
1: Look, I can't even imagine how I would respond if I if I had that many children and that much p- possession and then uh, I lost it all and I lost the kids, you know what I mean? It's like, how can we hang on like Job did when our world falls apart? How-
0: well, I think... You know, I think one of the misconceptions about Job is that people think he was a, a great man. I, you hear it all the time, that he was a man of patience. For most of the chapters of the book of Job, he is lashing out, questioning God, yes. you know, about everything. <laughs> so I think it's important to realize that we can't hide that, that anger or that resentment or bitterness toward God. We're going to feel it. He used that anger and that bitterness to draw Job even closer to him than he was before. Yes. And God didn't answer all his questions. He didn't, you know, make everything uh, in his mind right. But what he did was show him, again, who he is, and he is God. But there are going to be times when we've got to come to God with an honest heart, just as Job did, and say, this isn't fair. I don't understand.
1: And you know what I love? One of the first things that God replied when he did say to Job, he said, where were you when I created the earth? (laughs) Oh, man. That's right. Isn't that powerful?
0: It's kind of, you know, it's kind of like the same, you know, thing. There's so many times whenever, you know, people were posturing against Jesus and he didn't really even answer their question. He just, he basically said, you know, I am who I am. <laughs> yeah. That brings a peace, you know, because it's, it's deep in our spirit. We know it. Oh, yeah. So that's all God had to say. Where were you? Who are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: I think it's a beautiful story of hope, how you say in your book, when we come to the end, it's really just the beginning.
0: It really is. Because when we come to the end, and the end of ourselves, and the end of all our resources, and the end of our abilities, that's when God can show up. If we're continually trying, if we're continually, you know, making the decisions and we're not including God and we're not allowing Him to work in our lives, we, we push Him out. And so when we come to the end of ourselves, that's really when God can begin. Don't know why There's no sun up in the sky Stormy weather
1: Sheree Hill is a counsellor and also author of the book, Beginning at the End. You can contact her through her website, scripturenow.com. This is Light and Life. To contact us, go to salvos.org.au slash radio.